Before this episode starts, I'd like to say that it has been a sad week for Fleetwood Mac and for music fans as a whole, as lead singer Christine McVie has passed away a few days ago at the time of recording this. And I would just like to say rest in peace to Christine McVie and that I feel bad for Fleetwood Mac band numbers. I am sorry for your loss. I am sorry for the family of Christine McVie. They must be mourning her loss very hard right now. So I am sorry for your loss and I am sorry to all music fans who really cherished Fleetwood Mac like I did. Fleetwood Mac is an amazing band and it is sad to see it come to an end like this. I will cherish Fleetwood Mac's discography for years to come and I hope to review the discography here on the show and just show my deepest appreciation for Fleetwood Mac and thank you to everybody who has been a fan of Fleetwood Mac for however long they have been. New fans, old fans, just thank you for loving Fleetwood Mac like I did and several other music fans. Anyways, let's get into the Corruption of Colton podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Corruption of Colton podcast, episode 16. I am your host, Colton, and today we're going to be doing something a little different. I want to branch out to more stuff in the entertainment industry than just music, and I want to start talking about shows and movies if that pleases the audience. So we're going to do an experimental episode. Today we're going to be talking about a very special animated show to my heart, this show... I hold it very close to my heart because if there's anything my fans should know about me and if there's anything you guys have probably noticed, it's that I have quite a wide sense of humor, including a crude sense of humor, which will either please some people and will offend some depending on what type of person you are and what you think of me and who you think I am, I suppose. So today we're going to be... Going down to South Park and reviewing the very first season of South Park. We have 13 episodes to go over, and let me tell you, this season's a little rough around the edges compared to later seasons, but I think that it holds a very special place in my heart, especially the pilot. I think that though the season's rough around the edges and the show would change a lot after this season and later seasons, I think that because of it being nearly the first season, you know, it just... It has a level of nostalgia, you know, it has a nostalgic feeling to it, and I just have a very special place in my heart for these early episodes. So, let's talk about South Park Season 1. Originally aired in 1997, if you can believe that. That was many years ago. I think about over 20 years ago, I think 25 years to be exact. I mean, South Park did just celebrate their 25th anniversary earlier this year. They even held a 25th anniversary concert event. Unfortunately, I was not able to get tickets to it, but I did watch the replay on Paramount Plus, and I think that it was amazing. 
I'm glad that it is available on YouTube and Paramount Plus. I watched the full broadcast version, and I loved it, especially performances of songs like Kyle's Mom is a Bitch and What Would Bueno Tano Do, right? Those were some great songs, in my opinion. But let's get into the first episode. Cartman Gets an Anal Probe. Cartman Gets an Anal Probe is a very special episode to me and most fans because it has the charm of being a pilot and subsequently the very first episode of the show. I mean, look at any other show that has pilots. The fans mostly view it nostalgically. Think about Spongebob and the pilot episode Help Wanted. It was rough around the edges in its animation as it was the first season of Spongebob, but it's a very special episode. It's the episode where Spongebob gets his job at the Krusty Krab. Very special and important episode. Family Guy's pilot was very rough around the edges, but it was great. Full House's pilot was about the characters of Full House. We learned that Danny Tanner is recently widowed, the grandma is still living in the house, and the episode is about how the kids and how Danny are handling the widow, right? And how they're how they're handling the loss of their mom, right? And how Danny has lost his wife. You know, all shows have very special pilots because it introduces you to these characters for the very first time. And this episode isn't just special for that, but also because it's rough around the edges and they are still learning how to write stories. The jokes are pretty rough around the edges, but funny at times. And this episode used paper cutout animation. This was the 90s, remember? I mean, they weren't using flash animation like they do now. I mean, the animation is done on a computer these days, but back then, this was all paper cutout stuff. So, you can kind of tell the difference between this episode and future episodes of South Park. It's very special. This episode revolves around Cartman getting probed by aliens and thinking that it's a dream, while his three friends, Stan, Kyle, and Kenny, and the, their friend, the, school's ca- the school cafeteria cook, Chef, trying to convince Cartman that he has been indeed probed by visitors. Even Ike, Kyle's little brother gets kidnapped by these visitors and the subplot is kyle trying to get his little brother back this is a very entertaining episode if i must say so myself i mean yeah the jokes revolve a lot around swearing and there wasn't much satire in the show the show definitely revolved around like swearing and sexual humor from chef back in these early episodes but they it could be funny especially when chef would break into song in these early episodes I will say the swearing humor, though funny, it can become sometimes obsessive if, like, personally, like, it's funny, but I do feel like they relied on it a bit back then, but it's okay. I mean, it's not awful. I'm not offended by it. I'm just pointing out where the show has gone through evolution and has relied less on the swearing and more on the satire and political jokes, just explaining where the show has definitely evolved. Um, my favorite part of this episode has to be when nobody believes the boys, um, that Eric is probed and Kyle's little brother's been kidnapped and only, the only person to believe them is the cafeteria chef. So they tell chef about it and, you know, he pulls the fire alarm to get him out of school. He asks them, like, why, why is life so bad? And they're like, my brother's been taken by aliens and chef's like, what are you doing in school? You gotta go get him back. So he pulls the fire alarm 
to get them out of school, which was pretty funny. And Cartman farting fire in the classroom was pretty entertaining. This was also the introduction of Mr. Garrison and Mr. Hat, which are very notable characters, especially in these early seasons, Mr. Hat. Mr. Garrison has kind of grown apart from Mr. Hat in the later seasons and has become his individual character. And I think that's the charm of these early seasons is that Mr. Garrison would use Mr. Hat to portray himself or to speak for himself sometimes because Mr. Garrison is gay and he did not, he wasn't out of the closet until around season four. So he would use Mr. Hat to express himself, so to speak, which I think makes Mr. Garrison's character a very special character. Every character had special traits back then and now, but I feel like Mr. Garrison's was especially funny and entertaining. Like Kyle asked, like he would often use Mr. Hat to talk to the kids and to interact with other characters in the town because he was still insecure about being gay and did not want to admit that he was gay. It was actually a big psychological mind game for Mr. Garrison. He would always insist that he's not gay, but we all knew he was gay just by how Mr. Hat would act. Mr. Hat was basically Mr. Garrison's gay persona until he was comfortable coming out of the closet. I think that this was a very interesting way to go about it, and the South Park writers are very creative for that. Anyway, this is the introduction of Mr. Hat saying, you go to hell, you go to hell and you die. You know, he would say this a lot throughout the show, but um, this is the first introduction of it. Kyle asks Mr. Garrison if he can be excused from class, and he says, why don't you ask Mr. Hat? And Kyle's like, I don't want to ask Mr. Hat. I'm asking you. And he says, I think you should ask Mr. Hat. And he's like, Mr. Hat, can I please use the bathroom? And he goes, Kyle, no, you go to hell and you die. You know, this was just very funny and just, I feel nostalgic for this. That's the best way to put it. I know I'm not really saying many intricate words or anything really interesting, but it doesn't need to be complex to get my point across sometimes. You know what I mean? And this was a great episode. They eventually get Kyle's little brother back when Kyle just yells at the aliens and he tells Ike to jump. This is also the introduction of Kick the Baby. And also you can just tell how prehistoric Eric Cartman is. This is before Eric Cartman became a maniacal, cynical eight-year-old and would do things like ground his own dad into chili and, you know, feed him to his half-brother, right? You know, this was pre-season five. This was before Cartman became a maniacal monster who would literally kill someone just to get back at a bullying element in school, right? This was more of just Cartman, you know, being Cartman. This was back when Cartman was just an ordinary eight-year-old who was insecure about being fat so he would always you know yell at his friends that he's not fat and he was big boned whenever they would call him out on it right and i will say this is also prehistoric smart stan and kyle you know back back in these early seasons kyle could be quite a jerk himself you know he would bully cartman for being fat right and you know it definitely felt more like what's the word it felt more like banter than bullying in certain ways like nowadays in the modern seasons Eric or Eric Cartman just rips on Kyle for being Jewish but it feels sometimes hurtful because you know Kyle's a good person but back then you couldn't feel bad for Kyle because he would call Cartman fat quite rudely and call him a fat ass so could you really you know 
feel bad for Kyle being called a Jew when he would bully Eric as well. I mean, you could say that Eric is the Kyle's the lesser of two evils. I mean, Cartman is definitely a worse person, but you know what I'm saying? In these early seasons, it felt more evened out where in the modern seasons, Kyle's just a good person trying to live everyday life and Eric Cartman just kind of bullies him. So Kyle bullies him back, right? But in these early seasons, I will say the dynamic was very different, and Stan and Kyle felt like very similar characters. They weren't very developed until the later seasons, so this episode and this season alone also had much more undeveloped characters. But I feel like that's the charm of it, is that we're watching where the show was still developing its characters. You know, it's still a very rough around the edges show, but it's cool to see where the show started and where it is now, you know, where its roots came from. So I love this season, and I love this episode. This is an A-plus episode. Well, let's move on to the next episode, Volcano. Season 1, episode 2, sees Cartman and friends go with Stan's uncle Jimbo to go hunting. And there's one reoccurring gag in this episode that is pretty funny. And it's Jimbo and Ned shouting, It's coming right for us! Whenever they would see an animal or something random in the forest and they would shoot it. Meanwhile, there's a volcano about to erupt in South Park. This episode was just all right. There were a few jokes that got me here and there, but this was just an okay episode. That might be because I'm just not really into hunting. Like, hunting episodes don't really entertain me. I was never really into hunting. I mean, there were people in my life growing up who would hunt, but the sport just never interested in me. It never interested me. You know, I ha- I saw uh, I saw a few people hunt. I had a friend, um, and her dad used to hunt. Uh, I used to be babysat by this woman, and she had a daughter around my age, so I would hang out with her every day after school, and her dad would hunt. He would even hang the deer heads on the wall, and I thought the deer heads were pretty cool, but, like, I was never extendedly, I was never extendedly, extendedly into hunting, right? So this episode was just all right. Sorry that I'm stuttering, but I don't really like to edit things out because I like to provide a more natural experience than a clean cut experience. I like the podcast to feel like we're having an actual conversation, you know what I mean? But enough about that. This episode was just all right. You know, I I don't hate it, but I don't love it. It was just kind of meh. I will say the beginning was pretty funny with Leanne calling Cartman Poofykins in front of his friends and telling him not to get scared and his friends Stan, Kyle, and Kenny making fun of him. I like Leanne's character on the early seasons because she seems less stressed out. I feel like season five and onward, she kind of caught on to Cartman's manipulative behavior and maniacal plans and she just kind of started to get more stressed out you know she would always act like you know she loves Eric and I think deep down she genuinely did but I think she was much more stressed out in the later seasons because she realized there wasn't much she would do no matter what she tried to do to punish Eric it just wouldn't work it was just futile right so you would feel bad for Leanne as you would see her more and more stressed out as the show would go on but Here, Cartman is a a much more, I don't want to say stable, but like, he's not as evil in the early seasons. Season five is kind of where it all picks up. Cartman seems more of like 
an asshole in these early seasons. He's just kind of more of a bully, not really a monster yet. And I love those early seasons of South Park. The early seasons of South Park are funny, and they just portray Cartman as just a bully, right? And that's much more interesting. I love the later seasons when we would get more exposed to Eric's manipulative nature, but there's just something charming about these early seasons with Cartman and his early incarnation on South Park. And you don't feel bad for Leanne as much. Anyways, that's my opinion on episode two. Let's move on to episode three, Weight Gain 4000. Weight Gain 3000 has Eric Cartman winning an award for a school project, which is going to be presented by celebrity Kathy Lee Gifford. We learned that Mr. Garrison hates Kathy Lee Gifford because she beat Little Garrison in a talent show many years ago. I thought it was pretty cool to learn that Mr. Garrison has had Mr. Hat as a ventriloquist puppet since he was a little boy. He even did ventriloquism with Mr. Hat in a school talent show when he was a little boy. And it seems like Mr. Garrison, as an adult at like 40 years old, is still salty, salty about this and even plans to fucking kill her. And I love the stupidity and goofiness in this episode. If there's anything early South Park did really well in these early seasons, it's just the goofiness of their storytelling. I mean, you've got Mr. Garrison buying a gun from Ned. Mr. Garrison has never shown interest in any guns before this, or at all. In fact, he's never shown any interest in weapons in general. But when he shows up with one, everyone just goes, Nice gun, Mr. Garrison! And nobody questions why he has it or what his intentions are with said gun. And I think that's just really funny. You also have him trying to kill her and Officer Barbrady just, like, not noticing at all. Like, he tries to question Mr. Garrison at one point, and Mr. Garrison just gives him what is a good enough explanation, and Barbrady just doesn't care. Like, I just love how easy Barbrady is to manipulate in this show. Like, Barbrady just seems like he's way too much of a trusting character, and it... In in one scenario, it's actually pretty cute in one case because, like, you know, you always hear about police brutality in the modern age, but poli- Officer Barbrady just seems like he really cares about his job but also just cares about the people of the town, and he's not doing this just for a paycheck, and I kind of love that about Officer Barbrady's character. But at the same time, it is kind of sad to see that he can be so easily manipulated and people can get away with things in South Park because he trusts people too much. I just love the dynamic of Officer Barbrady, to be honest. And he obviously shines a lot in this episode and would continue to do so in later seasons. I love this episode. This episode is one of my favorites of the show, honestly. Like, I'd say the later seasons are better because they started to build in the satire and... The characters started to, you know, you'd be able to tell the difference. They started to eventuate themselves. I mean, Stan and Kyle are very similar in personality in the early seasons, but you would they would really start to build their own individual personalities later on. However, and you know, the episodes are rough around the edges, but I'd say this is probably the best episode of season one. If And if I find a better one, there might be, but this is so far, I'd say the best of season one. Um, and I enjoy it. So let's move on to the next episode, which is another classic of the show. And there are more classics later on. I mean, season five is when they start having just, like, classic after classic. But here there are a few. Up next, we have Big Gay Al's Big Gay Boat Ride, which is a very interesting episode for one big reason, and that is homosexuality. You see, 
This one focuses on animal homosexuality, which is something that is not really talked about. We don't know much about animal homosexuality and how gay animals are and how they act. We I mean, definitely not as much as we know about human homosexuality. We don't know how it affects animals or anything, which is very interesting, and that's touched up on in this episode. And what's even more interesting is how ahead of its time it is. This was made back in 1997. The very first season of South Park touched up on animal homosexuality, which is very interesting. No one was talking about this at the time, but South Park brought it to our attention, which is pretty cool. This story follows Stan and his gay dog, which he can't seem to accept, which is really a big metaphor for human homosexuality. I mean, back at this time, we were very intolerant to homosexuality. We had camps where we would try to straighten up gay people. Gay people were shunned and seen as not normal, and you were told to marry a woman and just act straight. But you can't just act straight or just become straight. You know, it's not a choice. And back then, everyone believed it was a choice for you to be homosexual, bisexual, lesbian, gay, pansexual, whatever, right? You know, they're, it, it's not a choice. Sometimes it's something you're born with, and it's just how God made you, right? There's nothing you can do about it. So it's just how you are. And Stan's pretty unaccepting of this. And so his dog runs away. And he has to go find him, which leads him to a guy named Big Gay Al, which this is his very first episode, and he's one of my favorite characters. I love just how silly and fun Big Gay Al is. He's just – he's portrayed as just this very sweet, friendly gay guy that everybody can't help but just love the guy, right? I mean he's just super nice, down to earth, and honestly, if he was a real person, I'd want to hang out with him. That's Big Gay Al and his introduction. And we continue with Stan, obviously, following the story. He wants his dog back, but his dog doesn't want to come back because Stan doesn't accept him. And so Big Gay Al takes him on a boat ride to teach him about homosexuality. And Stan learns a lesson at the end of the episode that we should accept people for who they are. We also have the boys doing a baseball game in this episode. Apparently... South Park Elementary has a baseball team, which, weirdly enough, isn't brought up much in the show. I mean, it's brought up in, like, what, one other episode? But, like, the South Park Elementary football team mainly just is never talked about. <laughs> and they bet on the South Park cows, which is pretty funny. Jimbo and Ned bet on them, despite the fact they've never won. Um, you have Pip in this episode, who, by the way... I is gone now. I mean, he was basically exterminated from the show back in like season three. And for good reason, Pip is not a very interesting character. He's just a British kid. They don't really do much with his stereotype. I mean, they have several stereotypes in the show, but I feel like they do interesting stuff with the stereotypes. Usually like big gay Al having this really sweet personality and, you know, just him doing things for the town, right? Big gay Al has a, they do stuff with this stereotype. With Pip, it's like, what do they do with him? Nothing, really. Nobody really misses Pip, even on his own episode, which was more than bland, to say the least. But this is a great episode. The baseball part or football part, whatever it was, the South Park Cows, they, uh, 
they don't really have much interesting going on. I mean, you have Stan's dog following, following him around, and sure, you got, like, what, Pip complaining about not having a helmet, I, I guess. That was kind of dumb, too, just like, oh, Pip doesn't need the, one, there, there's not enough helmets for everyone, so we're gonna leave Pip without a helmet. I mean, it was funny, but, like, it wasn't, like, I wasn't, like, bursting out laughing at it. Right, you know, just wasn't very interesting. I mean, I burst out laughing with the scene where, um, just to say to to say the least, they jack off Stan's dog, which was pretty funny actually. I was that was hysterical in my opinion, but the parts with Pip are not very funny. The only real funny part of this episode were Big Gay Al's boat ride, which I loved, and obviously the jerking off of the dog. And that's why this is one of my favorite episodes. It's just the B plot just kind of drags it down a little bit, which is why I put it under weight gain 3000 is that the subplot of this episode, the, the sports part, isn't very interesting to me. But that's because I just, I'm just i just not that interested in sports in general, which is why episodes about sports in South Park usually I skip. Except for one episode, and that's the episode where Stan keeps fighting all these drunk dads. That part, that's one sports episode that I about South Park that I actually do love where the boys just do not want to win, but they keep winning. But the reason I love that episode is because of the outlandishness that comes from Randy. This episode doesn't really have any, like, crazy Randy moments. And so, you know, because it's more focused on Stan's dog, which, again, I love that. It's just, like, the sports thing doesn't really have much interesting because there's no crazy Randy to back up the sports plot. <laughs> But it's still a pretty good episode nonetheless. So, um, a middle-of-the-road middle episode, a good episode. I'm kind of having trouble rating it. I would say it's tearing right into good. Like, it's not a meh episode. It just earned itself that one extra point to make it a good episode. But it's really close to meh. So, that's my thoughts on this episode. Episode 5, An Elephant Makes Love to a Pig, sees Stan and his friends trying to genetically engineer an elephant and a pig. Mr. Garrison teaches the class about genetic engineering, which gets the class interested in genetically engineering animals, and gets their classmate Terrence interested in cloning a human, which starts a cloning war between the four main boys and their classmate Terrence. Meanwhile, Stan is dealing with his abusive older sister, Shelly, who constantly beats him up. And I'm sorry, but Shelly comes off as an unlikable bitch here for her debut episode. Oh, man. She runs stands over with a lawnmower at the end of the episode, undoing all of her character development. And earlier in the episode, beats him up and electrocutes him with a television. And I'm sorry, but I just can't play it for labs here. I mean, usually, South Park has had some pretty crude humor and has said some awful things in the show that I found funny because it is played for comedy and not taken seriously. But in this episode, they place Stan, a nine-year-old child, being abused by his older sister, and they play it off for laughs, and it's just not funny to me, in my opinion. And I'm not offended by it because South Park, you know... Its goal is to offend people, and I wouldn't watch it if it didn't. It doesn't offend me, but, like, it just it just comes off as unlikable, in my opinion. Especially Mr. Garrison, when Stan, who tries to help Stan, 
and tells him that he sees his black eye and he wants to know if there's any problems at home and gives him his cocoa and just plays off as a very comforting teacher. But when he finds out it's Shelly abusing Stan, his sister, he just calls him a wuss and makes him give back the cocoa. And it's just, it's just brutal. And maybe it's just, I don't take abuse well. I mean, I've been abused in relationships before emotionally, so I take abuse very seriously. And maybe that's why just this rubs me the wrong way. And if I hadn't been abused in previous relationships, maybe this would make me laugh, but it just doesn't. But there are parts that make me laugh, however, like re- like when it's revealed that Terrence's dad is the cloning guy, which is why he took Stan's blood so that they could clone a human being was pretty funny. I like the twist that when the pig gave birth, it looked a lot like Mr. Garrison, which was a pretty his- funny twist, and that made me laugh at the end of the episode. I love Chef's song about making love and it featuring Alton John in the episode, which I thought was pretty funny. He was one of the, Alton John, I think is probably the first celebrity to appear in South Park in the show. So that's a fun fact. And obviously I love Chef's song. So Chef and Chef, Isaac Hayes is an amazing actor and Chef is a treat to have in any episode. And that's what makes the first nine episodes, the first nine seasons, sorry, not episodes, the first nine seasons of South Park so classic. The span of 1997 to like 2005 is just classic due to Chef's appearances. And the show is great after that. I just feel like it loses some touch when Chef is gone. Like the show doesn't go downhill or anything, but it like it's just the loss of a character can sometimes change the vibe of a show. And I think that South Park's vibe changed after Chef was lost because Chef was often the voice of reason in the show. Chef and Randy mainly. And Randy was the voice of reason for a little bit, but then Randy just became a weed character. He just opened his weed farm and Randy lost all sense of common sense. And it feels like South Park doesn't really have a voice of reason anymore. And it's not a bad thing. I think South Park is still funny. It's just, again... After we, after Randy became all about weed and Chef was lost, it just kind of, the vibe changed. The show is still funny and I still have positive things to say about Modern South Park. I just say it feels different sometimes. And I love, but I do love Chef here, obviously. I love Cartman's comments about how Shelly should just knit sweaters or go make a sandwich or whatever. I thought that those were pretty funny. They can be seen as sexist to some people, but I think it coming from Eric Cartman is just pretty funny, right? It, Eric Cartman just has some twisted views, and Eric Cartman's always funny, and he was pretty funny in this episode. And no, I do not find objectifying women funny, but I can laugh at some of the things they make fun of in South Park, not because I don't like not because I dislike women or and I love the jokes that Cartman makes about Jews, not because I don't like Jews but because I find satire funny and I want to make that clear that I find satire hysterical and that some of the things they say on South Park that I laugh at, I do not believe in real life, but I do like to laugh at things. I like to laugh at different religions. I like to laugh at different views, not because I agree or disagree with them, but because I like watching things be made fun of in general. I love making fun of things. The only thing that I did not appreciate was South Park making fun of abuse in this episode because I think it was done the wrong way. I feel like there is a way to make fun of abuse in a show, and they've even done it on South Park in a good way after this. But in this episode, the reason it doesn't fucking work is because Shelly doesn't learn anything. Like, she doesn't learn a lesson about abuse. She doesn't learn why it's not okay. I mean, 
Yeah, she saves Stan. When Stan's clone destroys the town and this town thinks it's Stan and they want to burn him alive or whatever, or kill him, you know, Shelly does save him and say that it was the clone because Stan was with her the whole time. And so it stops Randy and Sharon from breaking out. But Shelly runs over with a lawnmower right after that. So it undoes the entire sweet moment that was done like five seconds ago. And Shelly doesn't apologize or learn anything. Now, the way this could have been done better is if Stan sits and talks there and then Shelly learns something, but she doesn't. They try to do that when Stan tells her, you know, that you're my sister and I love you. And then he does a whole speech about how family should stick together no matter if they get along or not. And that was a sweet moment between Stan and Shelly, but it was all undone. What they could have done better is after that speech, Shelly apologizes and realizes that she does love Stan. And she shows it in this episode. But again, it's just all undone. So it seems like she loves Stan, but she also loves to bully him. And that's just not cool. But that's my opinion on this episode. It's just okay. I think that the pig, I think that the pig's baby looking like Mr. Garrison was pretty funny. They try to get the, they have the elephant and pig make love, but it looking like Mr. Garrison was pretty funny. And I found the guy on the hill to be pretty funny when like, People call him out for being weird and he tries to defend himself but then realizes in the end that he is weird was pretty funny. And Chef was pretty good in this episode, obviously. And there's a comment by Mr. Hat that was pretty funny where Mr. Hat says that we can, with science, correct God's mistakes like German people was pretty funny. But overall, this episode was just meh. Episode 6, Death follows the story of Stan and his grandpa. Stan's grandpa turns 102 years old, and he wants Stan to assist him with suicide, but Stan questions if this is morally right and tries to get advice on it. One of the funniest parts of this episode to me has to be the reoccurring gag of nobody saying they want to touch that topic. They try asking Chef, who doesn't want to give them any advice, who usually does, so it was pretty funny to see Chef not even want to give advice in this episode. Mr. Garrison doesn't want to help. Not even Jesus, funny enough, wants to touch the topic, which was pretty funny. There's a subplot about the parents being mad about Terrence and Philip on the network and Kenny giving everyone in town the flu. So basically, this is the debut episode of Terrence and Philip, a Canadian show on South Park's version of a toilet humor Canadian show. This is basically a satire on South Park itself, which is pretty funny. This is a this these are the very early stages of South Park doing satire. They would definitely expand on their satirical talents many years down the road later on, I'd say around season five or so, they would start commenting on current events. But they did comment on current events here, which was pretty cool. Um, they basically are parodying what parents were saying about South Park at the time, saying it was nothing but Swearing and toilet humor, and that's basically what they say about Terrence and Philip. So it's really a big satire or a big comment about South Park itself, which is pretty funny. The parents go to New York and protest to the network about Terrence and Philip, and they and the flu even ties into it. People start throwing their feces against the building to gross out the network, which in turn gets Terrence and Philip canceled. The Terrence and Philip segment in my opinion, is just bland. I mean, it's because to me, yeah, it is just a bunch of swearing and toilet humor, but I feel like they don't really do it to, like, 
a funny way. Like in South Park, there's toilet humor, but like it goes with a story where with Terrence and Philip, it's just a bunch of farting. But I think that's the joke. And I think some people will definitely look back on it fondly of like South Park showing what fart humor television basically is like. But for me, it was just like, eh, whatever. It, it, it basically, it's a good portrayal of what toilet humor on television was, but it wasn't really entertaining to me. But I think that's what it was meant to be. I don't think it was meant to be entertaining, but it was more meant to just get the point across. So I'm not really going to deduct a point for it. Also, there's one fun fact that's really weird here is that for some reason, Stan's mom is is called Carol instead of Sharon. And her name is Sharon throughout the show. But for some reason in this episode, her name is Carol Marsh, which doesn't make sense. But okay. They also do this with Butters' dad. Sometimes he would be called Steven and sometimes another name. It's I don't know how many names Butters' dad has had at this point, but a lot of names. But I didn't realize that they made that mistake with Sharon, too. So that's interesting. This episode was pretty funny, though. I did like the creative ways that Stan's grandpa would try to get him to kill him. He would try making Stan listen to really lame classical music to prove that his life sucks. But then in the end, Stan's gr- his grandpa, Stan's grandpa's grandpa would eventually come down from heaven and tell him to stop telling Stan to try and kill him because suicide will only leave you in limbo and you have to die of natural causes. So I thought that was a pretty interesting, funny ending for his grandpa to give him a lesson in suicide. Also, Death comes down and and Stan's grandpa thinks it's for him, but it turns out Death was just coming after Kenny the whole time, which was pretty funny. So there's definitely a lot of funny jokes in this episode and just a lot of funny visual gags with Terrence and Philip. Like, there's this scene of them in space. So that was the most interesting part of Terrence and Philip. I will say there was one part that I really enjoyed was the space bit. So overall, this was a pretty good episode. And not the best episode of the show, obviously, but it was a, it's a pretty good season one episode. But it's not, not as good as, like, Wake Gate in 3000 or, like, Big Gay Al's Boat Ride, but it's still a pretty good episode. Anyways, I hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Corruption of Colton podcast. I'm splitting this into two parts because I have a lot to say on each episode, and if I reviewed this whole season in one episode, it would be very long, probably like an hour and a half, and I don't want to put you guys through that. Like, I want to give you guys an episode every week, but it would take me a little longer than that to make an episode like this, kind of like the five seconds of um, five seconds of summer episode took a while. So instead, I'm going to split this review into two parts, so you will get my final thoughts on this season as a whole next week. I will be give, reviewing. See, I, I will give you. I will be giving you my review of episodes seven through thirteen, the rest of the season, next week. So expect a part two to this episode, and leave me comments on how you feel about the entertainment review idea of not just reviewing music but reviewing shows. So tell me what you think. Would you like me to? continue with reviewing South Park and then I can get to shows like Simpsons, Family Guy, Bob's Burgers and whatnot. And I will try some other forms of entertainment media as well, maybe comics or movies. So let me know what you guys think. I will obviously stick to music though. After this this South Park episode, I am planning another album review. So don't worry. Anyways, tell me what you think. And I am Colton. I am your host, Colton. 
You have been listening to Corruption of Colton Podcast.